drilling for oil at the North Pole. They plan for every emergency but one. You're going to blow up Santa Claus. Jacqueline Smith and Art Carney. You're going to ruin Christmas forever. You'll believe in Santa Claus the night they save Christmas. Thursday. everybody my name is andrew and i'm mark and you are listening uh, to a holly jolly tv movie night here in a blustery cold december morn yes chilly chilly, chilly. out there and chilly today like... hot tamale <laughs> it was like 72 degrees today it was a little cooler than that. It's Not on my side of the hill. It's been in the 60s uh, over here. Uh, how you doing, Mark? Andrew, Christmas. I got boosted. You did get boosted. I got boosted yesterday, so oh, I feel no. like shit today. <laughs> I wondered why. You're wearing like uh, the you're wearing the you're wearing the blanket uh, wrap that uh, Kirk and McCoy have in Star Trek Six. Uh, yes, I'm. I'm. Ho- I hollowed out a, a tauntaun, and I'm just wrapped up inside of that. And I said, "You thought the outside of the apartment smelled bad." Oh, okay. All right. We all. We're, we're trying to have fun here. Uh, I was going to ask, uh, what did you get, if you don't mind me asking? Besides violently ill. Uh, my DNA re- rewritten. Yeah, there is like a scrambling noise. It's it's fun. Um, Moderna or Pfizer is my question. Moderna. Moderna. And did you go with the original two Moderna shots or did you switch it up? I'm Moderna Club all the way down. I switched it. I decided to uh, roll the dice. Went Pfizer, Pfizer, Moderna. Andrew, I don't understand. Scored it it that way on my Yahtzee card. Yeah. I don't necessarily understand why we talk about which one we got. Because I'll tell you it why. It doesn't seem to make a difference. Statistically, it's negligible, but right. there is a there is absolutely a mental idea that Moderna is better. Now you have yes, based on the 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 drips and drabs that come out in the press, like it is like two percentage points in terms of uh protection just yeah mi- but- minuscule but for some reason million dollar moderna is the way that it's always been pitched to me i the only way that i would care would be if like you had to have proof of residence in a particular zip code you know what i mean or like you had to show them how big your ding dong is in order so, to get that shot is that what yeah you're saying? so that i could be like yeah i'm big timing you oh what did well, you get i you, mean I, you strike me as a johnson and johnson type of guy and you're like well i had a bad year and um you know i'm going through some you're things, getting so. you're getting the kirkland shot yeah you're, you're getting you're getting the big k of i'm the, brand name the, over here the dr thunder of uh shots well, where did you go? Because I will say when I looked for my shot a couple weeks ago, I, I was looking at CVS's in the Valley here in Los Angeles and a small minority of the CVS's here offer Moderna. Then when I went to go get my shot, there was a consistent flow of people coming in and saying, like, I want I want the shot. And they said, we got to make a reservation, no walk ups, because it seems like there are more people that are 
trying to get those shots more than Pfizer, at least in my mind. Maybe this is it's a selective reasoning on my part, but I don't know. I walked into a pharmacy down the street for me in West Hollywood and they had a sign that said, ask for a Moderna shot. I was like, hello, I'd like a Moderna shot. And they're like, all right, here you go. Was it was it written like a Burma shave? (laughs) Yeah, so I was driving down the road and I saw six signs. Yeah, ready to get hot. Time for a shot. One more mile. Burma shave. Yeah. And he said, oh, okay. I, I got, and then you, they gave you a shot of Burm shave, which, <laughs> which was the real frustrating. Yeah. You, ah, really, really pepped hurts. up there. It's <laughs> burning it's a lot. Of, yeah. It'll do that. <laughs> Mark. It's uh, it's, it is December though. Here we are near the, nearing the end of the year, a very dog shit, awful 2021 to cap off an even more dog shit 2020. Uh, how are you getting ready to cap off this <laughs> mountain of dog shit? Um, I'm working a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm sleeping most of the time at work. Uh, yes, not at work. Oh well, that's that's not what I've heard. Okay, all right. Okay, okay. all right. We're we're it's all my at, lunch. We're when they say it's an hour walk away lunch, they should expect me to fall asleep in the truck. Okay? Well, when they say it's an hour walk away, you're going to walk for an hour, then <laughs> then stop. get a lunch. Yeah, then a little tired. Then you're going to take a nap and then you'll walk. It'll be an hour's walk back. Yeah, so obviously. then they should be more clear next time. Have you bought your Christmas presents yet? Do you have a tree up yet, Mark? No. You're going to put up a tree? Probably not. What? I drove Come by a on. lot. I drove by a lot and I was like, oh, I could put one of those up. And then I was like, yeah, see me in my apartment by myself <laughs> looking getting, at a beautiful tree. Right on that. It's being like, wow, Weight loss I did it. Clinic, huh? Yeah, you can put that attitude out there, but then once you do put it up, at least it kind of brings a sense of accomplishment. You have hung the dumb stockings and you put up the ornaments and you'll have people. Oh, your your family will be over. Your mom doesn't show up every once in a while. No, nobody, nobody. I might show up when you tell me when to show up. I have your present. What are you doing in 20 minutes? I got this fucking podcast with this jerk off. <laughs> this fucking jerk this off. Fucking jerk. God, this guy's chapped my ass a thousand <laughs> times. Uh, well, you should get a tree. It's the All fourth right. now. You, you. I remember this. You're a stickler. You prefer live trees over artificial ones. Back and back when I believed. Back when I had the Christmas spirit. Yes. Yeah. But now my heart has shrunk three sizes then you should just go to go to target there's a target within you can see one from your house just go over there and get an artificial tree this is what i have this the the tree that i have it's it suits my needs put it up it looks to me it inspires me for christmas but i bought that at this point probably 10 years ago yeah it just goes up in the uh, in the bowels up here of the uh, of the mansion <laughs> till it's needed again next December. Yeah. Well, whatever. Fuck it. Who cares? Television movie night, Mark. It's our made for TV movie podcast that you are currently listening to and getting bummed out by. 
Mark and I watched made for TV movies last month in November. We watched uh, movies that had a question in the title. Yeah. However, we're shifting gears because it's the Santa Claus month. It's the time of the season. The reason for the season, the, the hearth of the hearth, the, whatever. Yeah. Whatever the man in the Santa Claus suit said. We're watching Christmas. Ring ding ding. Uh, uh, Burma shave. We're watching Christmas films. No specific topic here, just as long as it has to be Xmas related. Something to do with it could take place during Christmas. This is literally the bread and butter of the made for TV movie industry nowadays. They make the money here in December because this is really the only thing that gets made for TV anymore. Tragically. Well, this and um, Lifetime movies where a daughter is being murdered by someone yeah i guess or uh like a hastily recreated version of a a sitcom tragedy (laughs) you're talking about the uh like those those unauthorized versions of saved by the bell uh yeah was that a tragedy or was it just like they well they'll make it a tragedy they're like they they were kind of shitty to each other it's not like the bob crane no autofocus is not being made for tv (laughs) which is a real shame that's you're missing out on a lot but we watched our first one for this december uh which is entitled the night they saved christmas mark and i are going to talk about it at length in a segment i like to call well what do you know Mark, the night they shot the Liberty Balance. <laughs> yeah. The night they saved Christmas premiered on ABC on December 13th, 1984. 37 years ago, just about. Hard to believe. This starred R. R. Carney. Honeymooners fame and yeah. of Izzy and Mo fame. If you're a fan of this show. show. Also starring Jacqueline Smith from Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. uh, One of the only angels. The only angel to be there from the start. And finish the Oh, I thought you were going to say as though it was an interesting fact. The only Charlie's Angel (laughs) who's in this movie. Isn't that fun? It's interesting. You didn't see Farrah Fawcett, did you? Uh, no, she was there all five seasons. She did not tag out and move on to other projects like the other angels. Also starring Pat, or sorry, Paul Lamatt. Paul Lamatt, Andrew, this guy I know from American Graffiti and more American and more Graffiti. More American Graffiti. He's he also plays John the, Milner. Yes. The cool dude who you would expect to have a career based on like where everybody was in that movie, but. He did not go as far as your Harrison Fords, your Richard Dreyfuses, or your Richie Cunninghams. Hold on a second. This is also the lead and the star of a little uh, cult horror classic entitled Puppet Master. I don't know if I've seen Puppet Master. Well, hopefully the horror-thon will uh, grace us with that. I, I, I this puppet master I feel like gets talked about because the effects are good, but the movie is junk, if I remember right. Oh, is it like Stan Winston's earlier, earliest yeah, it's thing? It's something like that. But then you watch it and you're like, oh, this isn't. It's like uh, that movie Basket Case. It's also so Yeah. 
Uh, story credit to Rudy uh, Doctor Man. <laughs> Doctor Spaceman. Yeah. Doctor Spachemini. Uh, Rudy Doctor Man is what I have here. D O C H T E R M A double N. That's somebody made up a name. <laughs> who also has a writing credit on a movie entitled The Fiendish Plot of Dr. Fu Manchu, which is Peter Sellers' final movie. In good taste, I'm sure. Very good taste. Also, uh, but that's only the story credit, teleplay by Jim Maloney, who also wrote on Fu Manchu, and David Niven Jr. David Niven Niven Jr. Son of David Niven. Son of David Niven's. Uh, English actor. actor who I believe was in Pink Panther, wasn't he? Yes, he was. So there's even more uh, Peter oh, Sellers connections maybe here. Maybe that's how they got hooked up. This is his only writing credit from what I could tell. This was directed by Jackie Cooper, who we've heard on this podcast, this very podcast before. Uh, Jackie Cooper, mostly known as an actor who starred in the Superman series as Perry, Perry White. White. But he was also the, the he was also the director of a little film entitled Izzy and Moe. Also starring Art Carney. Andrew, uh, let's not forget who plays Mrs. Claus in this film. I want to. Sh- OK, she doesn't get top billing. There's a lot. There's other people in this as well that I feel like you'll recognize. But the, we'll we'll go with the We'll go with the headliners here. Mark, before we jump in, based on the uh, little snippet we had, what did you think this movie was going to be about? The night they, who's they, Mark? Who's they saved Christmas? Uh, I would specific here. (laughs) I assumed that it was going to be about a small town that in the Arctic Circle, who the townspeople band together to save. Christmas from mining interests. I didn't necessarily think that it would be a Santa Claus movie, but you had said that Art Carney would be in it. So I was as Santa. So I was like, maybe he shows up at the end. I don't know. Well, I, yeah, I feel like I thought it was going to be in more in, in like a Christmas Chronicle situation where like a goofy Santa caper. Yeah. Where they're, you know, oh no, that they're, we lost Santa, the bag. Santa got trapped in a mine and now we got to get out. <laughs> Santa's got another DUI. <laughs> Santa Santa can't drive the sled due to an ankle monitor. <laughs> the kids are going to have to do it. Either that or it's that uh, Santa's like blow into this thing. <laughs> either that or I thought it was going to be more like the thing. Again, as I said last week, I thought <laughs> That's all you want. I wanted you know, who's Santa? Who is Someone here is Santa. Yeah, some. Yeah, that's that's the thing is everyone has to sweat it out, and Santa's blood reacts very violently to uh, fire. <sighs> All right. Well, let's see if that's what we got. Cookies. I would think. I would think that it would swallow if you put out a dish of cookies. It moves. Starts moving. Starts yeah. <laughs> and then Santa's already disappeared, and he's. It's like, but there's like a big puppet rig that like pops out of it, and. I don't know. The Thing is a good movie. The Thing should be considered a Christmas movie. No, there's no reason to consider it a Christmas movie. There's just a plate, a movie with snow. It's a movie with snow and then sad men drinking alone. 
so in that case, whoa, yes. Let's All think right. about this. Well, let's talk this out. Now you got me. <laughs> he pours the drink right in that goddamn computer, which I've definitely have seen on a on several Christmases in my <laughs> my day. It's just somebody calls someone else a cheating bitch <laughs> and then pours a bottle of J and B on him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen euchre games get out of control on a Christmas day, just the, the exact sure. same way. <laughs> so it's it's official. We can add it. Enough of this diehard is a Christmas movie bullshit. Let's let's get the thing out there. Act one, Mark. We open up a big time beginning. <laughs> 30s. What felt like 30 minutes of just slow motion explosions. Explosions. The way that Rance Howard's likes for his movies to end. The big explosion. <laughs> Sky full of smoke. But that, we're going to do it at the beginning of the movie. You forgot the squid. No, that's part of my that's big, part of big, part of that's big. That's for big Santa's big finish. Um, yes, explosions just in, in miniature as well, which is kind of a bummer. I kind of wish they had gone out to the middle of nowhere in the Arctic and just blown up and and thrown stuff anywhere. But no, this is this is all high speed. You wanted to see caribou just fling through the air. No, but if you if you're in the middle of nowhere, you know, you're out in the the extreme wilderness in, in Alaska or out in the Yukon territories in, in none of it, none of it, none of it, none of it. Juno up there, up, up, no way up north. Yeah, sure. And just blowing stuff up for the hell of it. That would be cool. But instead, no, they got a bunch of miniatures. But explosions. We're in the snow. We're up here in the Arctic. Look, and they paid for these explosions. So we're going to see them. Every single one. It's about two minutes of just explosions in the middle of nowhere. We see big equipment also on the way. We're in the midst of an oil drilling expedition. Yes. But it's sour news for the uh, the roughnecks out there trying to drill down into the ice because it appears they have struck nothing well there's a computer readout that explains the drill site how deep they're doing whatever they're doing and it's like and then at the very end it says which something very explicit dry hole i was like guys come on it's it is a this is a christmas movie there's right? kids let's, in the room would you usually come on we'll, we'll leave that to new years the oil guys fret about the lack of success but they they think they're just going to continue blasting away into the ground they say, they say hey, hey I, I got an idea dry hole or not we're just going to keep dynamite. coming out guns a-blazing <laughs> Claudia, who is Jacqueline Smith, arrives via. Frank's been out back just shooting his gun into the ground. He's doing everything he can. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, exactly. He's he's giving it the old college try. Get why don't you get like a like a broom handle? See if we can dislodge it that way. Hitting the earth with it. Something's bound to come up. Claudia lands via airplane at the drill site and picks up Michael, who is Paul Lamatt. Uh, and they fly in this plane back to God knows where. Some they say they're in the Arctic, but there's a town. But there's a town. But they're 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 in the north. They're up north. So I'm guessing this is in Canada. It must Maybe be it's in Alaska. I don't know. It looks like a Nova Scotia somewhere. So yes, but they fly back. But they're also they're also minimally dressed 
for being up in the Arctic as well. They're all wearing just like they got a puffy jacket and some he, gloves on. He I, has a he has a blue pullover sweater that I literally have and have worn on days when it's 60 degrees. Meanwhile, they're in an airplane fly, uh, flying over the Arctic Circle and he's like, can we get some AC in here? Yeah, he's it like, it's warm. Just, uh, the window's getting all fogged up. Let's or is he's just like, I, you know, it's a little little space heater, but that's it's fine. It's not a big deal. Yeah, there. I feel like every time the Arctic Circle is mentioned, at least when I was in school, they were just like, if you go outside, it's going to freeze your eyes open in your 10 minutes. Like you can't go out there because it, yeah. it's too extreme. Meanwhile, again, these guys are just hoofing around doing like well, he, has a, he has a beard. So that, that get, basically takes care of everything. See, but when you watch something like the thing, like that looks like just inhospitable is yes. what it, yeah they go out there and they, well they're they're in antarctica so it's completely different oh it's the south pole so it's different all right uh in the plane the two of them are married to be clear michael and claudia but they start arguing with each doesn't other doesn't seem like they're going to be married for long michael is uh he's always being shipped around the world as a uh, field guy in the oil business, blowing up the planet. He's just like, I, I heard that there was oil in Aruba. We went up there. We just, we nuked it. We just we dropped the, it. we dropped the A-bomb. Didn't find any oil, which was a real shame. But then I heard Finland's got some. So we showed up there, got a bayonet, just started just <laughs> slashing at the ground. Nothing there, but it's gonna break It'll my way off. eventually. All right. Law of averages, honey. Exactly. You can't, there's no way. A quarter is going to turn up heads a hundred times. Eventually, it's going to come up tails. Physically impossible. Statistically impossible. Anytime he goes to a gas station, he just shoots the pump with a shotgun (laughs) and then just collects whatever he can in his hands, pours that into there. uh, This one's already tapped. (laughs) They put their, yeah, (laughs) this one's another dry hole. Claudia says, I'm uh, sick of it. I'm done with it. We got the holidays, but here's the deal. Me and the three kids that are back at the house, we're moving to L.A. at the end of the year with or without you. And Michael says, I only need a couple more weeks because this dry hole, (laughs) baby, ain't going to be dry for long. Tell me about it. Excuse me? Oh, I've heard this promise before. Winks at her. She says, nah, I'm flying. Please don't do this. Don't do that. Um, He starts thinking, all right, La Brea Tar Pits. I drop a stick of dynamite. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, still doing still doing my job. (laughs) Back at home, the parents have to deal with their troublemaker kid. The youngest of the three, CB. CB. CB has gotten into a fight at school yeah he took a swing at a kid who said santa claus ain't real knocked his ass out i sack of potatoes just right hook (laughs) that was all it took cb was great because the parents he's like he's a dirty liar i had to show him someone had to show him ma nobody out here's lying about he said santa wasn't real and then they're like uh, so uh, I'm worried that they're going to say Santa isn't real and he's just going to stab him. Just it, be like the guy's just a one shot kid. That's all it takes. Surrounded by liars. So, all right, you're going down. Bam. Yeah, CB's like, tell me he's real. <laughs> do it. Fucking do it. 
And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's real. He's, he's, like, oh, he's that's real. What I thought. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, he uh, punches out some kid who talks shit on Santa Claus, which, all right, I kudos to him. Like that's what I would be like. You got right, There's there's a way there's a way to settle this, but you, you got to stand sometimes, your ground. There's something you believe you gotta in just that much. Punch a kid in the face. He's gonna go around saying that talk. He isn't saying Santa's not real anymore. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I'll tell you what was real. The fucking black eye I gave him. Also, Dad? he's not saying anything because his jaw is wired shut. <laughs> right. I just really hurt him. Uh, yeah, I knocked I knocked him into like a irrigation ditch. He, he went out the he went out to sea, so <laughs> we haven't found him yet. But when he wakes up or we drag him out of the ocean, he's going to know better. All right. Yeah, he'll be singing jingle bells all fucking day. Dad, however instead of having to being able to yell at his uh, d- dumb brat has to go talk to Mr. Murdoch. Who's the boss there and who at- has led himself into his study. Apparently the, yes. Uh, the Mr. Murdoch has arrived at Michael's house. Uh, he is uh, the boss there at the drilling operation. He is the J Jonah Jameson of the entire thing. And he's also played by the guy who plays the bureau chief of uh in the show lou grant <laughs> immediately so really pulling out the stops immediately when one. i saw him, i was like oh yeah he's a guy that's always <laughs> like now lou you we can't be running these kind of stories what is the publisher gonna say and lou's like i don't give a shit they're gonna say we told the truth that's what they'll say that's that's essentially what it is and then the publisher comes down who's like a she's like a rich heiress who owns yeah. the newspaper and she's like now, Lou, we can't be running these kind of stories. What will the advertisers say? <laughs> I don't give a shit. It's a good show. I'm sure. I, it sounds great. Good show. I've been watching a lot of episodes lately. Here's the rub. Site A is dry, according to the boss man, but there is a site B that's a little bit further away. So Mr. Murdoch says, I want you to move everyone to site B but he says, you have a week to prove to me that site A has oil in it. Because Michael has staked a lot of his reputation on the fact that site A has oil. Yes. That's incredible lifeblood of the capitalist society in America. Ed. Did you recognize Ed? The dog? No. Oh. Ed, who is an elf. Shows up in Michael's office oh. the next day at the company HQ. No, I did not recognize. You didn't all. recognize him. Ed is played by Paul Williams, who is a singer who wrote a lot of. Uh, he wrote Rainbow Connection. He okay. wrote. He writes a lot of the Muppet movie uh, songs. But did you recognize his voice? Is he Gonzo? Nope. Paul Williams plays the Penguin. In the Batman animated series, <laughs> all right. And once you hear it, you cannot, uh, you can't. It's like it's basically his speaking voice, but he's, yeah, there's a very specific way he speaks. But he's also very short. He's a short guy, so he's in this like sh- weird looking, embarrassing snowsuit. Uh, he has shown up in Michael's office. So Michael goes to the office, and his friends are like, "Oh boy, that prankster." There's a there's a coal there's a coal mining operation that apparently has been playing pranks on the oil guys every yeah. single holiday. So they about think this who is, can destroy the earth more quickly? Yeah, faster. And coal 
Cole's they got, got, a, they, got a, they got a leg up. They, they have got a, leg a real up. head start. Because when you not only is, do you have to tear it up, but then when you burn that stuff, ooh, baby. So they feel this is one of the, this is one of them pranks. This is this must be this must be one of the jokes. One of the jokes down in the uh, down the publicity department. Yeah. Well, my next one's going to be even better. Uh, so Ed, who is an elf, is sitting in Michael's office. Michael thinks this is all part of a prank, but Ed tells him, "Hey, look, if you continue dynamiting there in the Arctic, especially at Site B, you're gonna blow up." Santa Claus. There, I said it. I, I said know it. it's shocking. I, I hate to be so direct, but you're gonna kill Santa Claus if you continue tearing up the earth. Um, uh, Michael says, "All right." Michael. Michael laughs as you. though he just said the burning of fossil fuels is going to raise the temperature of the planet <laughs> two degrees like, Celsius. What a goof! <laughs> sure, it is, buddy. All right, let's. Okay, we're all having fun here, but what do you really want, huh? At dinner, Michael regales the family with the story about the small man saying, "You're gonna kill Santa." You're gonna Claus. murder Santa Claus, you monster. CB, meanwhile, is heels of laughter from the rest of the family. CB is furious. fuming. He, he has just he, he has a glass fork. in his hand that just, <laughs> just shattered, explodes. blood just streaming down his closed fist. Like, I wish I knew what was so funny about murdering Santa Claus. He's like, like that motherfucker I gave the black eye to wasn't laughing this much. <laughs> you're lucky you're related to me. CB is furious. But CB then says, all right, mom, cut it to me straight. What's the fucking deal with Santa? All right. Because you guys are all giggling it up like you're playing an old joke on CB. Well, CB likes to laugh, too. So why don't you let me in on the old goof? <laughs> What's this deal with Santa Claus? And why is it so fucking funny that my dad is on the verge of killing the man? <laughs> Mom says, well, as long as you believe in Santa Claus, he's real, but he's not yes. real, real. <laughs> This is not the answer CB was looking for. No. Who explodes at his mother, says he hates her and wishes she was dead. Dad <laughs> says, he says it about his dad, too. Well, he dad says, says that's no way too, to dad. Yeah, dad says that's no way to talk to your mom. And he's like, listen, Pop, I got words for you, too. All right. <laughs> she's a she's a cop. Uh, she's an accomplice. But you're the one pulling the trigger, my friend. Yeah, he says he hates dad, too. And, and he then says, he, he he stomps and then Michael says, go to your room. He stomps off and then mom yells at Michael. She's like, why did you have to tell him to go to his room? And it's like, he told you to what die. else am I going to do? Like, what, what do you want me to do? Have a discussion with the kid? He was he was threatening to kill all of us. Did you see how bloody his hand was. He had a he had a pair of brass knocks in his pocket. <laughs> I know he does. Later, Murdoch gives Mr. Murdoch, the boss, gives Michael more shit. Saying, if you don't get results at site A, you can find another fucking job. So Michael's getting it from both ends here. He's like, I got these brats at home giving me shit. I got my fucking boss. God damn it. I just uh, want to get this dry hole some just some moisture. I like the idea of Mr. Murdoch being like, 
Oh, by the way, I know I was in a scene earlier where I say this exact same thing, but um, but I'm back again one more time. We're in a different we're at the office now and I'm yelling at you again. At home, the family decorates for Christmas, but there's a knock at the door. It's Ed the elf. Yes. Michael pawns Ed off on his family saying he's, he's got to go to a meeting. And he's like, <laughs> I got to think you guys are going to love this well, guy. He's a real cut he's, up. he's short. Talk to him. He's funny. He's funny. You're going to love this guy. Uh, so Ed shows up and he's like, kids, do you want to meet Santa Claus? And th- this wife, the mother, has just met this very short man. Charlie's Angel. Just an upsetting, just an upsetting man because he's got these big mutton chops and they have like all of this eye makeup on him. He looks insane. He looks like a crazy person. <laughs> well, also the mutton chops look like they're taped on. Yes, so they look like, like they're glued on with spirit gum. So it's, it's like it's a really bad costume. It's a man he's wearing. It's a man trying to rob a bank. Because uh, he's like, all right, just take these off, and then I lose the snowsuit, and then no one recognizes me. But he tells the kids and the mom, "You want to go out and meet Santa Claus?" And uh, the brood's like, "Yeah, that sounds fun." And mom's like, "This will be a laugh when we get murdered." <laughs> because outside, Ed has a big, huge tread runner. He has a he has he like has a, a snowcat. They stole a military grade snow cat because uh, they said, where did you get one of these? And they're like, oh, they left the they left these here in the Arctic during the war. <laughs> Andrew, it's it, this scene only makes sense if they go outside and he has a magical sleigh. Instead, he has a scary van. He has and he's a, like, get in. He has a big industrial snow runner that looks like he is. A, he's, it looks like. It's that scene in Falling Down, and they're like, they don't make these anymore. <laughs> they made these during the war. I've seen you. You're that guy on TV. Um, Andrew, quick question. Uh, what do you suppose the snowcat runs on? Uh, it's kerosene? Probably I'm... oil, right? Yeah. So now I'm getting a really confused message from this movie. Well, they don't. Was... Here's the thing. It's not an environmental jag from these guys. They literally just want it. They are NIMBYs. They're like, not in my backyard. Yeah. Go drill at site A if you want to. But kill if you go the, to site B. Kill the gonna, Easter Bunny if you got to. But you're going to kill Santa here. Claus. We'll take the oil out of wherever you want. Just don't don't cause a cave-in at the North Pole. They get into the snowcat and uh, head out into the unexplored wilds there of the Arctic. And even though they're in they're in this thing and they're zooming along. Mom, it, it's like it very slowly starts to dawn on mom that she's like, we're going to get murdered. This is weird. <laughs> this is weird. And because this is bad. they keep going out into the middle of nowhere. A storm starts to come out and she's like, all right, enough fun. Let's turn around. He's like, oh, no, we're going to see Santa Claus. We're almost there. <laughs> then they look out the window and Ed says, we're probably going like 100 miles an hour. We we modified this thing. We took the governor off this thing, and it's it's a nitro burning funny <laughs> car now. Put some put some shocks on it to smooth the whole ride out. Like we got Nos in here and some under under lights. There's a one of the other kids is this like know it all. He's like a brainiac. He's like, uh, actually, it is physically impossible for this snowcat to get above thirty miles an hour. And the elf just kind of like brushes him off. So. That smart ass is proven wrong at every single turn. I also like that the mom keeps deferring to her smart ass kid. She's like, all right, Brainiac, what's up now? 
Uh, like I, I, it is busy. my mathematical decision that we are traveling 35 degrees longitudinally. It's an optical illusion that we would be moving this fast. Well, they uh, reach the middle of nowhere, which involves a giant uh, red and white striped North Pole pole stuck in the middle of the ground. And then a uh, she says, do you want us to dig our own graves or did you have something (laughs) before? Uh, He said, well, we'll see. It's it is Christmas. They get out and uh, pile out of the dumb thing and they realize that there's a dumb sleigh, but then also that there's a, this uh, pole is also a phone box. Yeah. Ed says, you might want to call your old, uh, the old ball and chain that you might be late for dinner because <laughs> we're probably not going to be back in time because of the, the way that's snowing out here. And I'm going to kill you. So we need that proof too. of life. So tell them the date. <laughs> Tell them there's a news story. Uh, I think Reagan announced sanctions on Panama. They call up Michael, but the connection is weak and he doesn't really hear them very well. And he's like, what? What was it? What was that? There was a sleigh. What? I'm sorry. We're, we're dynamiting uh, just <laughs> random bits of snow up here, honey. I've got a sniper rifle and I'm just blowing away caribou right now. <laughs> Seeing if that helps. David, their smart ass kid, says they'll never move in this sleigh. So each turn, David says uh, it is a physical impossibility that the next thing that's going to happen is going to happen because they all pile into the sleigh and then they take a really extended miniature tour towards North Pole City. Yes. Megalopolis is like the elfin city in Lord of the Rings. It's the big statues. Big statues of Santa. Yeah. Like uh, water pouring out of them. Long have I wished to look upon the faces of my ancestors. <laughs> Santa. Act two. The gang arrives at North Pole City and starts driving through it like it's fucking Epcot. They're like, <laughs> over here, you'll see our fungineers making the grandest new toys for your dumb brats that they'll throw away in an hour. That's like, sir, it's a horse with wheels on it. <laughs> mm, yes. Yes, I love it. They arrive at the elf, the, the elf quarters, otherwise known as the, the stables. Oh, <laughs> just pile these these folks into just one big room. They arrive at the elf quarters and get some presents for themselves. Ed's like, I got you a snowsuit for yourselves. <laughs> Why don't you take off your clothes and put it on right now? Cool. Back at the office, Michael says that uh, the guy who would pull this kind of prank, the coal guy, says he's not owning up to it. Coward. <laughs> I would say, yeah, it was me. I yeah, did I did that. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. Did it mess with your head? Who's polluting now, asshole? Yeah, why don't you go? Uh, why don't you go shovel some coal into a railroad like a real man? Murdoch, his boss, is convinced that an, a rival oil company run by a guy named Gaylord is the one behind this. Yes. And he warns Michael not to rock the boat. This Presumably is so his parent, his wife doesn't get killed. I this don't is know amazing that he, his boss is like, look, man, I got to give it to you straight. Your wife and children have been kidnapped. They're the victims of a plot of industrial espionage. 
Let's not tell the comps, let's, man. Let's just keep it cool. We don't want a bunch of feds sniffing around here. Because here's the deal. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of our permits are also not up to date. <laughs> so <laughs> look, let's let's let me play just, it cool, baby. Whoop. Let me just check with our head of security and see how many people we have that we've kidnapped. Because this is all part of the game, you know. When you get into it's, big it's oil. a little like chess. You start giving pieces, you got to get pieces. At the mess hall at the North Pole, Ed describes Ed describes in detail because the kids start peppering questions. They're like, what the fuck is this? How does Santa do all this shit? Who are these people? What the fuck is this? How can Ed, he deliver all those presents in one night? And Ed's, Ed's like, I got he has a time machine, man. He's got all right? a, He's Santa. He has a material transporter is what we're told. It's attached to the side of the sleigh. And I'm like, bullshit. I don't buy that. I don't. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Meanwhile, Murdoch tells Michael to move all of the equipment from site A to site B because he's moving up the schedule. Here's here's how we're going to get your kids back. All right. Here we go. We're going to blow up site B. (laughs) We're going to find oil there. And the best revenge is living comfortably. (laughs) Success. Yes. Look, your kids are dead, man. They were they were dead by the time you picked up the phone. I'm going to be clear on this. All right. So the best revenge is a life well lived. That's we've been saying that for years. Then we we, win. We get the oil. And then what's Gaylord going to do? He only has slightly less oil. All right. (laughs) He's got he's he's got troubles you don't want to imagine. He's got to get rid of four screaming bodies. Yeah. And you, you want you, that? You, you, how how hard is it us to for us to dig a goddamn hole in the ground with dynamite? Imagine div- digging four graves out there. Impossible. You'll never get through. You'll never get through the permafrost. No. It'll never happen. He says, "Move everyone from site A to site B." Even though he said, "Hey, I thought you gave me a week." Murdoch's like, "Yeah, I say a lot." Well, I say all sorts of things. So move everyone to site B. Michael decides to keep a skeleton crew at site A because he's pretty darn sure there's there's that that hole ain't that dry. Back at the North Pole, the elves start singing jingle bells, but Santa shows up, Art Carney, to yell at them. And he says, you yeah. can sing any fucking song you want as long as you don't sing fucking jingle bells, you bastards. And the big Some, applause. Someone's <sighs> not so jolly. Santa shows up and gets peppered with kid questions. Showing off that, uh, yes, he does appear in stores sometimes because CB says, well, wait a minute. Well, how come there's a bunch of Santas at the stores? You can't be everywhere at once. Our Carney says, well, that's true. I do have helpers, but I try and pop in every once in a while in different stores here and there. In fact, I remember you pulled my beard this year. CB's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was me. Also. Hey, CB, did you murder anyone in my name? You know it, Santa. That's That's the thing. Santa should have been like, Santa should have leaned over and said, hey, by the way, like, I appreciate you going to bat for me. No, wouldn't it be like, hey, it's naughty to punch people in the face. But then he, he's like, but I appreciate it. But when you do it for me, Gives him a wink. (laughs) Gives him a wink. Gives him the okay that it's like, yeah, in in my name, take him down a peg. (laughs) Meanwhile, David's like, 
Um, it is a physical impossibility for you to travel around the world and give all of those millions of children uh, toys and gifts and blah, 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 blah. Santa says, yeah, that's true, Poindexter, but here's the deal. <laughs> I got myself a time slowing machine. Check it out. He pulls out a little remote control that's got a dial on it. Yeah. Look at this clock that's running at normal speed. The clock slows down. And then he turns it right back and then it's regular speed again. Yeah. So in what do you think of that? In script writing, in screenwriting, this would be in big screaming red letters. Santa this, has time box. This will matter. I hope you were paying attention because we just spent five minutes explaining this. Yes. So keep that in mind, dear listener. However, some shit starts shaking because they realize that they're still exploding down there at site A and it's it's uh, they're fracking underneath the the North Pole there. And so it's like, oh, fuck, this is this is what Ed was concerned about. The gang then heads off to talk with Mrs. Claus, who is played by everyone's favorite TV mom, June Lockhart from Lost in Space, Lost in Space. He promised to get everyone back who was lost in space, even Dr. Smith. (laughs) They fuck around in the Santa Claus's den. Uh, When Santa shows up, he pulls mom aside and he gives her the hard sell. He says, uh, there's some mistletoe, lady. uh, I didn't bring you out here to talk about oil. I'll tell you that. He says, look, here's the deal. He's got he's also got this like cartel map of stuff in a miniature and he looks he sounds like a bond villain is what he sounds like here yeah he sounds like a gruff bond villain because he's like let me show you how this whole thing works i have a i have a magic i have a i have a mac i have a workup of santa's village and how it's hidden from the ice flows (laughs) and you're like who gives a shit and then he's like well i also have this map here that shows how i deliver presents and it's like does any is any of this going to factor into what we're talking about? And, and then like, he says, nope. and here's and here's where the rocket launcher is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dominate the globe from the top of it here at the North Pole. He tells her this. Yes, there is oil in site A. They should continue to keep drilling in site A. However, if they keep blasting away, or they move and start blasting at site B, they're going to cause these big ice spires that hang over the city to collapse and kill them all. However, mom doesn't really believe any of this, despite the fact that they have, they've driven out to the middle of nowhere. They are in a time thing. They did a time thing. There was like a goofy whatever. You've got a bunch of assholes singing jingle bells. It's it would have cost millions of dollars to construct this city if it was some kind of dumb shit prank. But but she sees a fake beard on a head, uh, like a model head. Yeah. And Santa admits he's like, well, that's only for New Year. That's for Christmas Eve because I keep my beard shorter. I don't like it really long. I would never know like how to groom it. So that's actually technically for show. Yeah. But that one little detail. That's enough for her to like, be like, no, I don't. I don't fucking buy it. I don't fucking buy it, sir. Well, maybe CB can change your mind. Kid walks in with a 
baseball bat. <laughs> Who's talking shit about Santa in here? <laughs> Santa pulls mom aside again, describing in detail. He's like, all right, I didn't want to have to do this, but let me prove it to you. All right. I see something about the money. The money, there's That's something me. about the money. <laughs> you have a you get a death in the family, an H, yeah. H, like an L, an L no. or an M. No, M, I, yes. M, M, yes, M. Okay. Santa says, All right, I didn't mean to, I don't want to do this, but let me let me walk you through this. It was your sixth Christmas. You're six years old, and you saw me under the tree. Uh, you caught a glimpse of me. Because you asked me to trade in your presence to get your dad, who was dying, a fishing rod. And that's what he got, didn't he? But it was too late because he was dead he, anyway. He was dead. And you would have just shown up and said, throw that fish back. <laughs> and made him do, throw it over him. Sidearm it. Just, just skip it like four skips like a rock. Now, this is enough to convince her. Yes, this is the real Santa Claus, which I feel like that's something that you could have doctored. You could have like maybe she told that story to Michael and then you got that information from Michael and then you fed it to the actor and then you could have like wrangled so, it and, one way. Andrew, did you want like a, the last four minutes to be like an Ocean's Eleven type supercut of how this con <laughs> was pulled off? <laughs> As they come back and their house has been stripped to the studs. <laughs> <laughs> like Art Carney puts on sunglasses and drives away in a Ferrari. Is <laughs> a sped off into the night. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And then he honks the horn and he waves. Uh, no, but the fact that like this elaborate model and this house and the whole city and all of the actors involved and the, the, the sled and the sleigh ride, this doesn't convince her like a flying sleigh. Yeah. But some story about her seeing a guy that she originally thought was her grandfather when <laughs> no, she was, was also six, <laughs> when she was six is enough to flip her around. All right. Well, fuck it. But now she's on board. She says, yeah, we got to we got to we're going to burn them down from the inside. We're going to take that oil company down. I will I will tie myself to a tree if I have to. Santa says the weather's cleared up. And so he sends mom and the kids back to their house. But he gives uh, he gives mom a fancy walkie talkie that only has one side of the walkie talkie. It doesn't. Apparently, this is some kind of prototype of a toy that will translate for you and you could talk to kids around the world and whatever. But that yeah. dumb shit Ed broke one of them. So now she only has the other one. Again, this would be in screaming red letters. This is going to be a big part of the script. Keep Santa this in gives mind. her tech. Plus, the, she's also given a present from Mrs. Claus just in case no one believes her. So if she needs to use this to convince them, much like the Christmas Chronicle, where Santa gives the ornament at the end that's uh -huh. got the, the ghost of his dad trapped inside of it. <laughs> the Horcrux. Yeah. So, but so all the kid really wanted was a knife. There was not a single knife to be had in this movie. 
so it's okay. So here's this thing. Here's this thing. If no one believes you pull this thing out, you'll blow their fucking minds. It's a gun. <laughs> Back at home, mom opens up her present and reveals it's an elaborate star for the tree. However, the, the entire family has been gone and missing. So Michael's been freaked out. Michael and Mr. Murdoch come back to the house and go, oh, my God, where the hell have you all been? And Claudia and the kids are like, we've been at Santa Claus's. Private grotto. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, you were you were given LSD, honey. That's what happened. Yes. In their mind, Gaylord, the rival oil man, gave the kids and mom drugs and fed them a <laughs> cock and bull story about Santa Claus in order to pump them for her information. Because Claudia says there is oil at site A, according to Santa Claus. You guys need to stop drilling at site B. Murdoch says, aha. And that's exactly what Gaylord wants. He wants to come in and steal the oil for himself. Well, joke's on him. There are dry holes everywhere. <laughs> um, None of this makes sense. No, any sense none, to me. zero this is all not the, not the way this is not the way i was expecting this to break and then i was like this is getting real lame is what this is getting also it's so dumb that they're like if anybody believes in what they're saying then it means that they're really bad human beings <laughs> because he's like honey you were dosed with lsd i've called john saxon he's gonna come up here and punch you <laughs> And everything you do not will be okay. love Santa Claus. You do not love Santa Claus. Everything's going to be fine after he does that. And it's like, well, okay, if you think that I was dosed, then are we going to the government to get Gaylord? Oh, arrested? no, 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 no. We cannot. We that's, cannot see, do that's that. what Gaylord is looking for. That, that would be, uh, yes, he should be, he should be in jail. But who's to say? We don't know who's to say why we know that this is how you can get people to have like false memories. Uh, maybe we learn this from somewhere else. Yeah. Claudia's upset that Michael doesn't believe her because she says we've never lied to each other. And one look at Michael proves that that is not true. Uh, right. <laughs> yes. Never, ever, never. ever. <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids overhear this argument. The two older ones, the smart Alec and the middle uh, daughter, decide to sneak off the next day and steal a snowmobile from the oil company's HQ so yep. they can get back to North Pole City to let them know that uh, this this uh, don't blow up North what Pole a, City. What about plan. the communicator device? There's only one, man. There's only one. Well, wouldn't it be easier to get that from the mom than... No, to no. break into a secure facility and steal a snowcat? No, because they have an argument with CB because CB wants to go too. And they said, look, man, you're the you're the decoy. All right. <laughs> you're the patsy and all this. You got to stay here. Someone's so got to take the fall, man. Give us, give us a two hour head start so we can steal the snowmobile and then get out there to North Pole City. All right. So you just stay here. Back at the house, mom uh, talks to CB, who spills the beans and said, man, they left two hours ago. <laughs> he's, it was, he's like, it's uh, like, I wouldn't have explained the plan to you if it wasn't already successful 45 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
at HQ, at the oil HQ. They try and radio site B to look out for the kids, but uh, they're having trouble getting through because of snow or some shit. So mom's going to get in her plane and decide to look for them from the air. Okay. In the air, she does spy uh, snowmobile tracks, but there's a fog rolling in. And it's complicating things. She lands on foot and meets up with the kids, but they're kind of stuck in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh Uh-oh. How are they going to get out of this mess? Well, there's the slowy time machine. There's a slowy time machine. There is a transporter, a particle transporter. Particle transporter. That could probably help. And they technically do have the walkie-talkie, which they could potentially use hopefully to radio to somebody or do some other thing or santa's probably got more tricks up his sleeve he's got an actual sleigh that i'm assuming cuts through the fog as well yeah or if it doesn't he puts rudolph at the front and problem solved so andrew this movie has planted the seeds there's a lot of ways that there's this problem can be a lot solved. of Chekhov's guns here act three michael decides to search for them uh search for the rest of his family by air in a large utility helicopter which I would say 20% of this film is, is large helicopters either taking off or landing and shots of actors looking out windows. They look out windows. They're like, I can't see them. Uh, I'm Cherokee Jack. I'm I'm Cherokee Jack. Uh, (laughs) Michael searches by air, but the fog is too thick. However, off camera and during the commercial break, Santa has already found these three goobers because apparently there was some tracking device in the walkie-talkie that was also unmentioned and led him directly to them. All we, see, all we see is an establishing shot of the North Pole City and then some really hastily recorded ADR that's like, Jeez, thank so God I found annoying. you. Santa finds out that they haven't canceled the drilling because the, the two kids, the middle kid and the oldest and mom are at North Pole City again. But they haven't canceled the drilling. So they'll need to Santa says I'll need to prove it to Michael myself. Okay. Okay. All right. This could be interesting. This could be something. It's like in the Santa Claus when Tim Allen is cons- con- uh, consistently trying to convince Judge or yes, yeah, Judge, Judge Reinhold. Re- Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold that he is Santa Claus. And then he gives him the weenie whistle at the end. So it proves yep. it to him that he knew he what he wanted as a kid. So this could be interesting. Let's see what <laughs> let's see what happens, folks. However, the all everyone in this group uh, doesn't understand that the drilling has been moved up from site B. They think it's going to happen in the new year after Christmas, when in fact it's supposed to happen tomorrow, Christmas Eve. Search parties head out for the family, how uh, looking for the family. However, CB is furious at his father, and <laughs> Mr. Murdoch. He's just back there. Just he's like wrapped a chain around his fist. <laughs> Like, if I see that Mr. Murdoch, I'm going to fucking kill him. Uh, He's just he's mad. Michael, meanwhile, uh, puts CB to bed and he's like, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to take I'm going to take some of these things out of your toy box here. Broken bottle rag with oil on it. Uh, uh, Automobile battery. Book of matches, uh, uh, a lot of fertilizer in here. I'm noticing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Oh, you'll see. Oh, you'll all see. Michael then goes into the living room to drink alone at night. There's a knock at the door. It's Mr. Murdoch. Christ almighty. Did he like <laughs> rent an Airbnb next door? 
I keep telling you, you can stay here if you want. No, no, no. I could, I wouldn't want to intrude. I'll be back in two minutes. He's pissed because Michael, his family is missing, but Murdoch's Again. pissed because he blew off his, uh, like a meeting they were supposed to have at the hotel. And he's like, I'm pretty sure my wife's dead. <laughs> he was like, yeah, ass. yeah, yeah. Well, but site B, come on, man. Where's the I mean, if you really think about it, you're no worse off than you were before your wife came back. So, you know, think about it. Murdoch says that he's leaving town. Uh, he's because this, apparently this guy just he can't be in one more. I think this guy's on the run. I think this guy is is a fugitive. Like I gotta leave town for a while. Don't know when I'll be back. And gonna lay low. Police, you won't be able to contact me if the police come sniffing around. Uh, you never. We never had this conversation. But he then also tells Michael he's like, I got all these guys on the payroll looking for your dumb brats and your broad. <laughs> Guess what? You got access to a search party until tomorrow night, and then they are presumed dead. All right. I'm blowing up the search party. (laughs) They're going back to site B, and we're going to get as many wet holes as we can. And I was like, oh, come on. Jesus. Michael, however, continues to uh, he gives orders in secret to continue dynamiting at site A. He's like, old man Murdoch can go piss up a rope. I'll I'll burn this budget to the ground before don't, I see one drop of oil, sir. We're we're on the search party. Don't you want us to keep looking for your wife and kids? No, no. blow up site A. Yeah, we got dynamite. We want to use it. CB is pissed, saying Dad's going to ruin Christmas forever. <laughs> He's like, "You're a mother, you motherfucker, you motherfucker." The kids, mom and Santa back at North Pole City head to Santa's research and development department, running into Dr. Fernando. Who this much lauded character who has developed all the tech that is saving this, everybody. This is Santa's uh, cue. This is his James Bond-esque. Here's the guy who's giving him the exploding pen. He says red light, green light, smashes the gum together, puts it on the aquarium, the whole nine yards. Dr. Fernando shows off a new robot toy for Christmas that rolls in and everyone is amazed by it. And it's very much that Nintendo robot. Yes, it didn't do anything. It's it's Rob the robot because the best part is, is when uh, the girl says, oh, the, the robot she says do you like riddles and the robot says i love riddles and then the dr fernando very proudly said or no she she gives him a joke and the the robot gets it right and dr fernando says that's right he has over a hundred riddles programmed in his brain <laughs> like you could just this sort of the moment inflate that number andrew the thing that really got me annoyed about this robot <laughs> is that it you doesn't didn't, you didn't have one is that it doesn't work as a toy from like the idea of toy design like how is it fun for a kid to say hey robbie the robot what's what has four wheels and flies and then the smart ass robots like a garbage truck <laughs> and you're like oh well okay. doc, dr fernando makes a very very specific point to say that it'll help you with your homework but it doesn't know the answers so it won't cheat for you. So don't ask it to cheat. It'll only help you. 
And this movie I, is filled with so many bizarre details yes, and, and answers to questions that no one asks. Yes. And it's so over the top. It, it, I, I'm, it sounds like I'm being hammy there, but that's like exactly how it's it's said in the film. He's like, it's, don't, yep. don't ask me. Don't ever ask me to help you cheat. It's like we we didn't establish that the kid needs help with his homework. We didn't. What no, is any just, of this? There's what just a robot there. Uh, however, more shaking going on because there's explosions. There's more explosions. Plus, Ed realizes that there's some cars and some trucks heading to site B, revealing to Santa and the group that they're probably going to end up dynamiting tonight, Christmas Eve. Well, this is going to put a put a damper on things, killing everybody. Well, also, I mean, Santa, can't Santa just leave? Shouldn't he be like, hey, it's time for me to do my job and then everybody dies? What if he just went on a bombing run himself over at Site B? What if he just used his magic to produce that oil? Yeah, what Yeah. What if he just, uh, he just had oil there? Because I'm assuming that uh, North Pole City has got to run on something, right? I would assume it's got to have a tailpipe. <laughs> fascinating <laughs> would you like to help me perform surgery on a bag of toys on a, on a santa claus dad leaves for murdoch's hotel but the house gets a call it turns out there's oil in them nar hills at site b they finally did it no. they struck oil side a side a yes it's side side a side the side the side you want to listen to no side b's on this one it's nothing but the hits at site A, there is oil. CB fields the phone call and then runs out, gets tracks his dad down and says, there's oil at site A. You were right. But also in CB's mind, this proves beyond a shadow of a doubt, Santa Claus is real. All right. We did it. We did it. We got, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got Santa Claus. <laughs> because dad believed this was the truth. Mom, Santa told them that there was oil at site B and or site A. And guess what? There's oil at site A. So in your mind, shouldn't this by the law of logic, this proves Santa Claus is real? Not really. Well, he's a dumb fucking kid. All right. You you <laughs> tell him he's not real. I'll be over here. You the tell him he's going to knock me out. Well, then talk, talk shit, get hit. That's what that's what CB says. <laughs> While a countdown for the explosion at Site B is happening, CB tells his dad that the family themselves might actually be at North Pole City. So if Site B goes and they, they fucking blow that up, guess what? You killed your wife and your kids. And you Santa, happy now, Dad? And, and more importantly, Santa Claus. I guess your wife, my mother, and my brother and sister. He finally just throws a fit. He's like, you never fucking believe me. No one ever wants to believe CB. Oh, oh, there's there is no gremlin underneath my bed. Oh, there is no monster in the furnace. Oh, there is no. I want you to listen to CB every once in a while. All right. Stop being a pussy and cancel the explosion at site B. You already got your oil, you monster. What you else wanna, do you want? You want more wet holes? I know that's that's what mom said. Oh, oh God. Michael's like, you're right. <laughs> he finally convinces dad to terminate the explosion there at site B for the time being. 
but uh, he then races home and he's like, you got to cancel the explosion. You got to you got to turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. No, this is what we wanted. He calls into like a, a rogue station and says, site B, that's a terminate, terminate order, terminate the order at site B. Some guy in some shack somewhere says, Roger that, hops on a snowcat and then drives off towards the the the, the uh, detonation site. Right. And there's two rubes that are standing there <laughs> with a stopwatch. They're like, exactly at eight o'clock, 16, 15. And he's racing up going, hey, hey, you got to you, you can't you can't blow this up. Oh, look, can't blow this up. Jerry wants to be here for the explosion. <laughs> well, come on, Jerry. And then it's like cuts back and forth. And then finally the guy arrives and then he's like, it terminate the thing. And they're like, okay, sure. And then they don't blow it up. <clears throat> CB still badgers his dad about believing in Santa Claus later that night on Christmas Eve and uh, opts to, he says, well, can I also s- sleep in your bed tonight? And dad says, fine during the night cb wakes up and hears sleigh bells overhead and wakes up along with dad as they go out to the living room and they find that the rest of the family has returned home is there a scene between dad and cb where he's like look your 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 mom's dead no (laughs) there's probably more of that between him and murdoch more than anything else yeah they wake up and they find that the family is back and been reunited. Mom, the middle girl, the oldest dumb, dumb CB, Michael, the whole fucking group of assholes here. Plus, CB gets a robot. Because somebody a needs a smart ass robot. Somebody needs help with their homework. Oh, Murdoch arrives as well. It's also like one in the morning. At Christmas. <laughs> It's like, I've just been sitting in my car fuming for the past six hours. Murdoch arrives to yell at Michael about not going forward with the explosion at site B. But he's told, well, we we already we, we struck the biggest oil field as we've ever done. Then goddamn scene in site A. So we've killed so you. many seals. Oh you're you're going to love it. We crack the ice shelf right in half. I hope you don't like going to Miami anytime soon. It's going to be gone. It's going to be under fucking water. Because of us, baby. (laughs) Yes. I-5 CB smashes him into a curio cabinet. Uh, They go outside to see Santa Claus sailing overhead saying, I'm done with this movie. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) What did, why was I here? Bye. Santa waves and no one can believe it. Michael then announces to Murdoch, who says, we're going to be richer than gods. We we will look down on puny humans and they'll have no choice but to respect our whims because we have more wealth than them. We have have already bought the U.S. Congress. We're going to buy the State Department. We're getting it all. Lock, stock, and barrel. Oil barrel, that is. And he just cackles uproariously. Michael says, I'm tendering my resignation. We're moving back to Los Angeles at the end of the year. So uh, I would have said, pay me first. Yeah, then then I'm moving back to Los Angeles. 
which sounds like a happy ending for these assholes while Murdoch's like, well, I guess I'll go count my money. Yeah, you've really shown me I'm rich now. <laughs> That's right. His heart grew three sizes that day. Uh, and Art Carney says, all right, bye. <laughs> And that's the end of the night they saved Christmas. Mark, there are so many little things. Weird decisions. That I'm just like, why didn't you do it the other way? Because it is such a letdown at the end of this where, okay, all right. It, it, we'll, we'll start from the beginning. They say we have a matter transporter. Mm-hmm. We can move stuff around. Yes. Why wouldn't you do something with that? Where it's like... Uh, We're going to move the dynamite away? Move, Or you, you get the second walkie-talkie and you matter transport that into the office. And they yeah. go, what the hell is this? And they go, hello? And it's like Claudia on the other end going, oh, it's me. And Michael's like, where are you? I don't know where this radio came from. Sa- Santa must have delivered it. Something, something, something. All right. They use that once to move Ed somewhere off screen for no purpose. Right. Okay. You have a time dilation device. And you have... And you have a literal ticking clock, a countdown yes. towards an explosion. Shouldn't you slow down time so that you can do something with that? Yes. CB should have pocketed the goddamn thing and then slowed it down right before hands coming down on the plunger. Yes. And they can't really do like, you know, you're not seeing Matrix effects. You're not seeing. No, you just uh, you're slow not down the footage of that X-Men and then show the dad running as fast as he can. Yeah. Problem solved. You're not, you know, however you want to do it, there's a way to do it. You shoot it in high speed, however you want to do it. Yes. He's about to come down. Things just, everything slows down. Dad, dad looks around like, what the hell is good? Cause he's going, no, yeah. cause he knows that his wife and kids are at site B. No, everything slows down, but he's not slowing down. He looks, turns behind him. Santa Claus right there. Tick, 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 tick. And he goes, oh, my God, you are real or I'm dying. (laughs) That's good LSD. Can it be both? He like knocks the thing away, whatever it is. Okay, so instead we get a really lame thing of a guy that we have no idea. Our hero calls someone else, calls a phone to do the thing. It should have been. I need there's no answer. We have to stop this and see. And he's like. You know, because CB, there's a, a minor scene where CB wants to like drive on a snowcat or something like yes. that. No, there's a scene where they're doing they're, donuts. They're doing with snowmobiles. Donuts snowmobiles. CB wants to drive it. And the dad's like, uh, I don't I don't know. Like what? Imagine the two of them like teaming up to go and race out there to stop yes. this before they kill the rest of their family. Instead, it's some guy that we don't know who's like, hey, <laughs> stop, stop, don't do it. And they're like, OK, thanks. Or the situation where. Art Carney says specifically, I guess I'll have to prove to your dad myself that I'm real. And so you would expect some thing there to, to be like, it's, I mean, how do they do it in, in Christmas Chronicle where it's like, 
they didn't believe him, but then they do believe him. And then he's able to prove it to them. And he's got a hat or something. You like want that. him to sing an Elvis song? I, with want him to sing, I want him to sing an Elvis song is what I really wanted. Uh, no, what he should do is give the dad the information about where the exactly where to drill and where to blow it up. Because all he does is say is say, I don't know, keep blowing it up where you are. Like, that's not really insider information. Well, the best part, the best part is at it when it's all said and done, because you expect this to be a pro environmental movie that it's like yes. drilling in the Arctic is going to kill Christmas. You're going to end Christmas because of this. And you can the analogy is taken further that it's like the more destructive we are, the more we're going to ruin ourselves because yes. of it. The more we take from the earth, the more it hurts our future generations, Instead, our children. Ed. It's seen as a success and Santa Claus basically gave them the keys to the kingdom to find the oil field there in the Arctic Circle. And he doesn't have a problem that they're up there drilling. It's just that, like, because they have to dynamite to get to it, that's what's causing the issue. Like, yeah, just don't do it near me. I don't. I honest, I'm I am confident that they wrote that this started as a pro environmentalism piece. And then once it got to the network, someone was like, you know, Texaco owns us, right? <laughs> uh, sh- sure. sure. You know, what if they what can't... if it was good that they were getting oil? Hmm. Oh. Because what you would think it would be because it would put them it would put Michael in a bigger uh, situation to be like, uh, I have to choose between my family or my career right is in this situation he gets it both ways let's say it was murdoch that was like i'm the one confident that it, that site a is site a or site b has oil in it michael is an environmental guy that happens to also be attached to the oil industry who's like i've done surveys over and over again all we're doing is just drilling into nothing and probably causing damage he's like i don't give a shit i pay you to do this so you're gonna do it Santa comes along and says, if you continue to blow up around this area, you're going to kill Christmas. And now the guys is a divide. Do I go against big oil or do I support my family? Instead, he's like, we tapped the big oil well. And (laughs) what if I get both? What if I get everything I want? Yeah. And I don't know. Or maybe Santa pitches an alternate. He's like, you could put solar cells up here. You wouldn't have to drill for oil. How about good vibes? Yeah. What if we just powered our cars on, on, on vibing? Like you can't, you can't, you can only drive as fast as, uh, as you're vibing. Yeah. Think about think, that. Think about that. So if you're in a real shitty mood, you're only going to go like 20 like, miles an hour. Bu- 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 <laughs> but if you're just, you're just, you're, you're feeling it. You got the tunes going. You're, you're really just you're really rolling today. TJIF on, yeah. on Wednesday. Slow ride. Yeah, just nothing but fog had playing through the speed. All day, you're gonna be happy. Now you're you're going 95, 120. <laughs> Whoo, baby! And this is the last like two minutes of the movie is Santa just <laughs> speculating on powering cars with good vibes. He's like, "Why do we need the oil? Why do we? Mother Earth supplies so much, and we just take and take and take. Why don't we just put the vibes into the air and let that propel us forward?" Folks, am I just talking to myself? And it's just all of them just blankly staring at him. And he's like, oh, the time dilation thing. Right. <laughs> uh, 
this is not a good there's so many there's so many Chekhov's guns in this that it's like the the time thing the time dilation thing is the most baffling one that I think the most baffling thing is that we start the movie with a bunch of explosions well and then we never see you gotta start again you gotta start it big you gotta start something big no you gotta start it with someone driving it's for two minutes over eye catching no again as they said that's how you start a Paul movie. Thomas Anderson said uh when he was making punch drunk love he says you gotta start something big and so the first the literal they there aren't even opening credits in that movie it's yeah. literally Adam Sandler stepping out of a building and then a huge concertina just crashing into the ground. It's a good movie. And when asked about it, he said, I don't know. I just wanted something big to start the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark, would you recommend this film? Absolutely not. This no. isn't even the best Art Carney movie we've this watched. Is a bad, this is a bad one. And I, I like, I will say the most effective scene is when Art Carney is talking to uh, Jacqueline Smith uh, about her sixth uh, Christmas. Him, yeah, but that's like, so tired. Like we've I know, seen that in everything. That's a, yes, but it's it. But is so baffling to set up this all of these doodads that you can use to help you out to get out of jams, and then to just use none of none them. of it. And to not really do anything to solve any of these problems. No, it all just involves CB badgering his father until he's until like, he fine. calls someone he's and like, says, hey, he's like my wife's off. divorcing me anyway. Who fucking cares if I get fired? I get fired. I don't I don't care. I've been skimming off the top for the past two years. Uh, Literally, I have just buckets of oil in the back of my yard. Why wasn't there a conversation between Michael and Santa Claus? Great question. Like, that's I. I was like, he's only gonna fly by. Like, you want that scene where he he's like, oh, I want to go get some. Like, he's like, they're like, Michael, it's incredible. We're you know, let's celebrate. He's like, oh shoot, I gotta run to the store. And then he like runs, you know. No, he goes to the backyard to get more firewood. Or yes, whatever it is. And then either, but what I'm saying is, you don't need to. It doesn't necessarily need to be like. Oh, here he is in the Santa Claus get up like he oh, goes to the store or it's a guy and it's like it's obviously Art Carney being like, ah, crazy Christmas. Right. He's like, you're telling me, buddy. It's like, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. And then he turns around and he's not there. He's done something or he leaves a little, you know, something is left. Weenie there. Whistle. He looks. At, yeah, exactly. And he looks up and goes, oh, my God, CB was right. They weren't drugged or he leaves a little thing. It's a tab LSD. <laughs> Puts it on his tongue. He's like, yeah, baby, yeah. time for some goodbye. <laughs> there is a Santa Claus, baby. I'm going to be um, going 150 tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend this one either. Very disappointing because uh, Art Carney, as I've said, said before on this, is in a very famous episode of the Twilight Zone playing a, a drunken drunk Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. And he's very good in that. And he's good in a lot of stuff. But here he's uh, underused and uh, wasted. And I also think that uh, Michael also is not very good in this either. No, everybody's kind of bad in this. Yeah. Well, swing and a miss on week one here in Christmas, uh, December 2021. But that doesn't mean we're going to stop trying to save Christmas because, Mark, for next time uh, on television movie night, we have another Christmas classic in Itals and scare quotes from 2002. On CBS, starring Jason Alexander. Oh, it's 
the man who saved Christmas. He was America's greatest toy maker. It's called an erector set. It's not just one toy, it's a hundred toys. Until a nation at war asked the unthinkable. Buy bonds, not toys. Canceling Christmas? You can help sell the idea to children. It's a TV guide, don't miss pig. Jason Alexander is the reason for the season. Toys make better children. If you cancel Christmas, you are canceling hope. Inspired by actual events, Jason Alexander is the man who saved Christmas. CBS Sunday. Andrew, are all of these going to be the blank that saved Christmas? I wasn't planning on it, and I think I'm going to, I would, I don't want to say anything yet. I'm almost certain there's a corner. I'm almost certain there's a TV movie called The Cat That Saved Christmas. Jason Alexander is the creator of the Erector set that is trying to protect Christmas during the war from being canceled. Ah, oh, class. Ooh, we're always trying to cancel Christmas, man. This is a war on Christmas, buddy. Is, well, he's going to save it, all right? That's for next time. Again, from 2002 on the, the Tiffany Network, CBS. It's Jason Alexander in The Man Who Saved Christmas. But if you'd like to listen to past episodes, past Christmas classics like The Man in the Santa Claus Suit, Christmas Chronicles. Meet the Ooh, Santas. Meet the Santas. Uh Single Santa Single seeks Santa's, Mrs. Claus. Yeah, I mean, that's the real classic. You can always do that by going to soundcloud.com forward slash TV movie night podcast and go through the archives over there. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash TV movie night. You can email us at TV movie night podcast at gmail.com. You can subscribe to us and leave a review on iTunes. That would be an incredible Christmas gift to leave under our tree. Or you can subscribe to us on Spotify. Or you can also subscribe to us and listen to us on Stitcher. Stitcher. Stitcher, which allows you to stream podcasts directly to your smartphone. All that information and more. SoundCloud.com forward slash TV Movie Night Podcast. Mark, is there anything else? Andrew, it might surprise you to know that this movie uh, was released internationally under different names. Mm. And that in... um, Greece, it's called uh, Papa Noel. Okay, all right. I, and, I don't uh, like where this is. China, like, it's known as. Cut, cut his mic. No, no, cut his mic. Cut his mic. 